Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Are we starting a cheer? That's what it reminded me of. Oh, I, I quit. Oh, the cheer team. <laughs> I was the captain. So. I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> Well, you're listening to What's the Point. <laughs> Welcome to What's the Point, another episode. We're back. I'm and not Amanda. a cheer. What? And not a cheer. We're not a cheer team. Right. Thank I talked God. over you. Say it again. I said, I'm Amanda. Oh, I'm Teppa. Yeah. <laughs> that's your name. Yeah, that's your name. That's not my name. Um, cool. <laughs> this went well. This is, this is the best opening we've ever <laughs> done. Let's um, just jump into the wind down then. <laughs> yeah. Get off of this very uncomfortable introduction. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm cool. Just gonna drink some more wine. Okay, you want me to go first then? No, I got it. Okay. Okay. You guys. New York Times article. I printed this out. Yeah, thank went, you for bringing homework. <laughs> Teffa went, you wrote a lot. And I was like, no, I printed an article. Stop. Are we talking about the same thing? What? Go. <gasps> Oh, my God. If it's, it's the, the same, same article. <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Movies starring women earn more Ooh. than male-led films, okay. study finds. No, it's not the same thing. It's not the same but thing. But I also referenced a New York, New York Times article in mine this week, too. Oh, my God. I know. Look wow. at us being, like, real cultured. This is the most intelligent this podcast has ever been. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. So, yeah. Movies starring women earn more than male-led films. Mm-hmm. That's so great. There was a study by uh, CAA, which is a talent agency, um, in collaboration with Time's Up, blah, 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 uh, to prove that um, female-led films are not a deal-breaker. It also says, uh, the research also found that films that passed the Bechdel test, which measures whether two female characters have a conversation about something other than a man, outperformed those that flunked it. Yeah, because it's more like interesting. like watching women talk about things. And not just boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just general talking. Yeah, I am curious, though. Like, the I did see that article, and I did read it. And um, the the main photo from it was um, the one of Wonder Woman. Yeah, I think so. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I... I want to see more information on it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I, I, I feel like... Like, it, how many of these films are still objectifying women? You know what I mean? Probably a lot. Yeah, Wonder Woman is... <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's not... It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I was just... It was interesting to me that that was, like, the main topic and not... Or the main, like, photo and... Yeah. Well, I think Moana was, like, one of the photos that rotated or something. The The leading uh, thing in this article is, like, listing... So Trolls, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Moana, Inside Out, Wonder Woman, all were global box office hits that had wa- women in the leading roles. Hmm. So that's great. It is great. So People like yeah. women. There's <laughs> also cool. more women than men. So maybe they <laughs> should are. feature more women. Yeah. Um, so Just that's saying. cool. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I really need to say. Uh, part of an effort to pressure Hollywood into putting more women and people of color on screen and behind the scenes with proponents arguing that greater diversity improves the bottom line. Great. <laughs> so thanks, CAA, and, uh, and uh, time's up. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I had to talk about. Thank you for supporting women. Yeah. That's ladies helping ladies. I'm assuming that they're women. I don't know that for sure. Mm, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, so, what do you have to talk about, okay. Teffa? 
Oh my God. So speaking of the New York Times, I read the article. Um, it's titled, Ellen is not as nice as you think. Oh, I didn't read that one, mm-hmm. but I wanted to. It's so good and it's so interesting, right? So um, I was reading it and I was looking at, um, I wrote so much for this. I'm trying to paraphrase it, not like just read my notes. But um, I think I it's so interesting. I read my notes, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. And you did great. I'm just not a, I'm not a good reader. Um, the So Ellen is a staple in talk shows. And I don't know why, but I never put that together. Like, that's never been something that, like, I knew that, and I've always known that, and I've watched her show for years, and I love it, and I have analyzed it and told people all about it, but I've never thought of her on the same level as, like, one of the Jimmies or the, one like, of the <laughs> One of them. I always mix up. <laughs> Literally, there's so many. Yeah, so many Jimmies. How Jimmy's. do you even get two late-night talk show hosts who are named Jimmy? Like, they're... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And then, um, yeah. So, yeah, I always have like 12 anyway. thoughts at once. But the, yeah, to not get stuck on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, Jimmy, um, Jimmy's, uh, John Stewart, like, you know what I mean? Like, the Jimmy's, the Johns. The Seth Meyers, like, Jones. all these things that you think about. And, like, I have talked a lot about Chelsea lately, um, even, like, on this show. I'm a big fan. And, I never just like Ellen has never come into that conversation, but she is definitely as influential in talk shows and if not more so. Right. And I would say a little bit more. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, how is she this just like iconic staple? And I just like took it for granted, I think. And so like a lot of the world, I think, has two, which I thought was interesting. I just this mic. So I apologize if there was like a (laughs) talk with my hands. Um, uh, So I thought that was interesting. Um, She is a comedic genius. I love her. Um, And. Yeah. And then she also, um, she brought in like the game aspect to talk shows. Like she was one of the first ones that did that and really made it a staple as part of her programming. And now Jimmy Fallon does that regularly, right? Right. It's part of his show. Um, But it's really something that like Ellen kind of took. um, And then he has actually taken some of the games from her like Game of Games show that like comes on. Right. Um, And so... And I just thought that was really interesting. So, like, she she's being replicated throughout this, like, world that's very mm-hmm. important. And then, um, yeah, and so I thought that it was also interesting because it's titled, you know, She's Not As Nice As You Think. Um, and so for a long time, um, she's been, uh, you know, praised for, like, for coming out and for, um, you know, it, like, telling the world that she was a lesbian on her show. And then, um, but has at the same time, uh, and, and like, her show got canceled because of it. Like, it was a big deal. Right, right. But has also been criticized for, like, not being political enough, right? And so one of the things that – and I did want to quote this. Um, they said that she is uh, – her her brand is um, positivity and comedic escapism. Which it is. is something that I just – I think that that's why I love her so much. Like, I do work in a very political sphere, and it's something that I deal with all the time every day. And, like, I want to watch someone like Ellen. I don't want to watch more about politics because I'm it's just already too much, and I don't right. want it in my comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that she does such a beautiful way of that, right? Yeah. However, it's sort of, like, trapped her into this, like, where she can't do anything but be nice. And um, I think it does kind of keep her caged in, right? And comedy is all about kind of pushing the envelope, you know? Right. Um, so I just thought that, that was a very interesting um, article and, and very she's very much more complex and layered than you initially think about. 
Yeah. Um, and also just a fucking brilliant comedian. Like, yeah. And I feel like also, like, A, I had forgotten about this until I, like, now that her new special is coming out, uh, like, thinking about it more. But she ends every show with being, like, be kind to one another mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Like, she, that's, that is her brand. Is yeah. being nice to people. And as a talk show host, you have to be nice to a bunch of people that you probably fucking hate. <laughs> like, yeah. there are so many dum-dums out there that you have to be like, I'm the host of the show. Oh, thanks for coming. And yeah. like this person. And they're like, fucking idiot. Like, yeah, <laughs> that must be so hard. For sure. And especially in, we have a very highly political climate right now. Yeah. And I think it's so hard to separate those. So I, she does a good job, I think. I imagine that it is hard for her because now she's stuck in that lane, which is why she's considering leaving right. um, daytime and, and talk show. That would be so frustrating Ugh. to me if I felt like I couldn't like speak my mind about something mm-hmm. that was like, that I didn't like. Because I didn't want and, to and you're very passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. But I think that that's the catch-22, right? Is like, do you never, do you not bring it up because you're going to alienate people? Or do you, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's very complex, just yeah. like politics. But um, I think Ellen, Ellen is brilliant. I love her stand-up. I cannot wait to see her special. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. And honestly, like, we were just talking about how, like, I haven't done um, any open mics lately. But, like, reading about her stuff and like even just seeing the trailers and stuff i'm like oh i really want to go again like she's motivated me more than anyone else and as of late so (sighs) that was my epiphany this week i think she's brilliant and i love her and i I will support ellen whatever she does perfect perfect great that's a great place to end our wind down i think some positivity uh, there yeah (laughs) yeah we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back with our guest aria govel is that how you say your last name i never checked (laughs) she gave a thumbs up you guys all right Be right back. And we're back. Yay. Ah, sorry. I was going to not say yay. (laughs) Got excited. Uh, We have said yay too much on this podcast, and it's become a problem. We're working on Um, it, guys. Promise. Yeah. Listen, she caught it. It's okay. Uh, We're back with our guest, Aria Govel. Hi, guys. Hi. Thanks Uh, so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. This is adorable. I love it. I've loved every second since oh, I've walked in the door. That's so great. Excellent. <laughs> they have a gun to my head. We strive to please. <laughs> yeah, she uh, wasn't supposed to say that on I'm mic. I'm tied up. <laughs> Somebody save me. Oh, no, it's okay. They are wonderful. Um, on cool. break, we did make her talk about Frozen. We did. And then I forced everyone to listen to the new Panic at the Disco song. So. And we weren't upset. Yeah, yeah, it was great. You're welcome, everyone. It was maybe Fallout Boy, but it's it's definitely <laughs> not Fallout Boy. Sounded like it. Um, it's excellent music, guys. <laughs> Get with it. It was great amp music. We needed it. We had a bit of a lull. It was lull. great. Yeah, yeah. And we're back. Uh, Aria is an actor, writer, producer. Does all the things. Uh, we're so excited that she's here. Um, I was about to say yay, and then I stopped myself. Oh my See, god, so you can hard. say yay because you haven't been on the show before. We should be better at it. I mean, who was policing our yays? Literally well, just ourselves. It was it was me because I was editing some episodes, and I was like, we say yay when we go to break every single time. It was just too much. Like, we we needed, like, let's dial it back. Yeah, we need I more mean, something you different. You can never have enough enthusiasm, right? So <laughs> There's a lot of that on this podcast. Enthusiasm? Yeah. Good. I think so. I don't think, I don't think I've cried yet. Maybe teared up a little. <laughs> well, when you hear about my life story, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, yeah. 
it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Aria, uh, do you have any thoughts on our wind down? Uh, yeah, I actually was uh, taking some notes down. Oh, yeah. uh, we were talking about, or uh, Amanda was talking about uh, the New York Times article with the, uh, with, uh, what was it? It was like women get, uh, women-led films yeah. get more money than yeah. male-led Something films. Something like that. And all I wanted to Movie say is no shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ladies are Did better. you have to do a study? Apparently, Apparently yes. they did. Hollywood. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Um, and then, Taffy, you said something about um, uh, looking into the films that they analyzed because mm-hmm. there were probably films that, even though they were female-led, uh, they were probably women that were objectified. And I kind of agree with you guys yeah. about Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. I was... Yeah severely disappointed with it i mean yeah. i like i applaud that they had a female director i believe yeah. yes there's a female yeah. director and um i can't remember the lead actress's name Ga- gal gadot yeah yes. yes gal gadot is incredibly talented but it's like she still plays this like dumb woman that needs a man to teach her like yeah i hate how, to how dress. stupid she was yeah. like the whole movie i was like oh yeah there were supposed like... to be like intelligent brawny women on this yeah. island and just she was like and I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, it got to, there was that weird point where like that you thought that he was going to like sleep with her and she was like, no, yeah. I thought it was going to be a thing where he's like teaching her how to have sex or something. Thank God it didn't go yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Re- Maybe were, that's like, implied. Going in the boat to America, I think it was. I don't remember. I but there was one part that. I'm like, where is this going? Where is this going? She's like, I know about the male anatomy. I've read about it. Oh, and I, I was forgot like, about this. I only watched this the movie once, and yeah. I was like, "This is a the same superhero film. Just the woman is in the lead, but she's still dumb as fuck." Yeah, and then <laughs> it just felt very formulaic too. Oh yeah, where like still a every, superhero movie. Yeah, every time they met a man, he's like, "You're a woman. You can't fight." And then she fights, and they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's like you're. A, then they meet another guy. You're a woman. You can't fight. And then she beats the shit out of someone else. Whoa. <laughs> like come on also there's a stand-up that has a joke about wonder woman's power i think it might be michelle wolf where it's like like her power is like the lasso like getting people to tell the truth and she's like what villain is like not telling the truth (laughs) like (laughs) like they're like i'm gonna blow up this building and she'd be like tell me the truth they're like i fucking did like yeah that's a great that's point not, what villain not the villain power. always maps out exactly what they're gonna yeah. do when is anyone lying I don't know. when will that be so useful true. that's so true i have no uh, yeah. idea I, I do think i was reading about um or watching something i really wish i could attribute this to the thing um but basically they were saying that and i know it just I almost fell out of the chair. As, um, <laughs> She's alive, everyone. Fine. She's alive. Everything's, Everything's <laughs> under control. Uh, as a as a female actor, right? So many of the the sides are like supporting roles for characters, especially um, like women. And actually, I think we talked about this maybe last week. Um, but like women will often like ask to read like the guys part because they just oh. are like like essentially better written and more yeah. uh form like more formed character yeah. like in glow exactly the opening like scene of glow have you seen it i have not watched glow it is on my watch list it's great allison brie like the opening scene she's like an actor in the 80s and she does this like beautiful monologue in an audition and they're like that was my male's part and she's like oh my bad and then she like talks to someone after and they're like you did that on purpose she's like fuck yeah yeah 
That's yeah. common. Exactly. And so, <laughs> but I think that this comes from just a, a substantial portion of writers being men. And mm-hmm. I just, this is my inference. I don't, but like, I think that genuinely you kind of write what you know. And so it's easier to write and create male characters when you're a man, right? Like I, cause they can't really emphasize how or know what know? it's like to yeah. have, to be a woman and to right. move through yeah. life as a woman, you know, and, and how those nuances would work. So I don't know. I think That's there's why a need diverse for... writers' rooms yes. are important. Very Amen. important. Amen. And then going on to Ellen. Ugh, Ellen. Ellen. I Big fan. I have mixed feelings about it because I absolutely adore Ellen. I love her. She's done so much and gave back so much to uh, underprivileged communities and people like you'll the last act of every show mm-hmm. she like there's some surprise guest in the audience who like gets a million dollars donated to their school right. or like they're poor those and... always make me cry yeah I know <laughs> and then now she's bullshit. like I'm not that nice and I was like why don't you want that reputation though I get I get like she wants to maybe, maybe it's because like she wants to break away from acting I mean break away from talk shows and when she yeah. acts like when she gets rid of the show she knows if she goes back into acting like she's gonna get like the cutesy fun silly Ellen yeah uh, type roles yeah so maybe that's what she means I, I think they're these articles are just poorly written because I don't I don't know if she really wants to get rid of like her Oprah reputation I wouldn't want that no I don't think so but I think that she uh just also genuinely is more like I think the problem that she's even is saying and this is part of um uh so Tig Notaro was one of the directors um of, of her set, of her stand-up mm-hmm. special. And so she was saying that, you know, some of it's poking fun at, like, her wealth now, right? And, like, mm-hmm. how well she's doing and, and the whole, the it's called relatable, right? So it's like, how, do you, <laughs> how are you relatable when you have so much more money? <laughs> like, all yeah. these people. And she, like, makes a joke about, like, um, you know, the 10th row of an airplane and, like, oh, do they even go back that far? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, kind of deal. And, um, but, like, she also talks about, like, not being able to be anything but nice. So, like, mm. she can't be rude. She can't honk her horn at people because, like, now they're like, but you're Ellen. You can't, like, you're not an angry person. You know, like, yeah. so she feels like she, that, and then that, so Tig was saying in, in, like, her quote, I don't remember what it was exactly, but basically, like, that part's very real. Like, and that's her just kind of opening up and being vulnerable and saying, like, I, like it's she's very caged into only being nice. She sure, like, when the layers. cameras are off, she still has to be Ellen. Right. Like, yeah, yeah I th- actually, that's a great point. I did, I think I did see something where she said uh, a, a fan stopped her in the street and, like, she took a picture with them and then they were like, why aren't you dancing? And she yeah. said, I'm going to the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I feel like even I get in, the, in the trailer for the special, she makes a joke, like, people try to hand me babies and I'm like, no, this is cashmere. And <laughs> and that joke is, like, a, a little bit jarring yeah. if you're used to Ellen, talk show Ellen. Yeah. And, uh, like, I was almost off put by it and, like, what are you saying? Yeah. What do you mean you're not mm-hmm. going to hold somebody's yeah. baby? <laughs> like, I think that's just a problem yeah. with celebrities in general is like we forget that they're people. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson just today on Instagram posted something, posted another note. Well, he posted a note maybe a week I or saw, two ago, yeah. uh, ago about yeah. like his mental health. Yeah. Today he actually posted something like really upsetting where he was like, I think this is my last day on earth or whatever because he's getting attacked because of the Ariana Grande stuff. Oh my god! And I didn't know you that. forget, like these are real people. Like we all yeah. got caught up. Like I yeah. had a running bit on my Instagram that I like I uh, I screenshot every post that they made together because like we kind of knew that that marriage right. wasn't gonna last. Yeah. I'm and- proud of you for doing that. <laughs> Good job. Um, excellent so, foresight. Yes. I mean, it was, no one knew that was going to end badly, but. (laughs) Right. Like, we all enjoyed it. We all had a great laugh and whatever. But then you forget, like, oh, crap, I'm making fun of real people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, well yeah. That, no. So let's. <laughs> Yeah, you haven't no, cried yet, so I haven't. Today's... Things are going well. I I really only cry at like super inspirational stuff. <laughs> Pretty much, you could be like so and so died, and I'm like, well, you know, like. Oh, I just, so, but I do yeah. I do actually feel really bad. I mean, mental health is something I think is very serious. Oh, Ellen makes me cry every episode. <laughs> I will say though, real quick, I was I almost said this before, and I don't I don't remember what taught me, but um, uh, I remember one time I used to go um in high school. I would go to the my. I was a weightlifter and I would go to the gym in the two hours before weightlifting practice because it didn't start till like 5 p.m., which was weird. We got out at like 3. So I would go to the gym for like an hour and like run and whatever. And I would go on the treadmill and I would do it exclusively because pretty much because I could watch Ellen while I was doing it. So I would watch it. But then I would uh, you you have your headphones in, right? So you can hear the screen. And I would just start laughing, (laughs) like almost fall (laughs) off the treadmill. And it was like super dangerous. And I was like, I guess I can't watch Ellen anymore at the gym. Like (laughs) there was one day where I like almost ate shit. And I was just like, I shouldn't do this anymore. Ellen is not good for treadmills. (laughs) No, 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 don't just just watch Remember that, crime. kids. Watch our special. <laughs> I started watching um, Blue Bloods, I think, next. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't watch your special kids on, on airplanes or on treadmills. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, but uh, I don't remember what I was saying before. Something about, I, I do I think know. mental health is very serious, though. And yes. I don't yeah. want to make fun of that at all. Um, yeah. I don't know. Cool. So, Aria. Hi, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> Uh, already this is about you. you. Oh, man. It's not about Ellen? <laughs> this Should we just change our podcast to be all about Ellen? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's already... We haven't talked about End the good place the, yet. Oh, we haven't. Do you well, watch the good place? I do, but I'm not up to date on the third <gasps> season. Okay. okay. I just finished whatever season was on Netflix. I think it was season two. Yes. Yeah. 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 We have talked about so, the good place in every single episode. So I just had to bring that in. <laughs> okay. So she while we were to, on it. Yeah. While we were on yeah. it. So Ellen in the good place, really just like positive comedy mm-hmm. is yeah. what our new our new topic of, of this is. Speaking of which, Aria, you do comedy. And I do. acting and producing and writing. You do all these things. That's why you're here. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah. So uh, let's go like way back. Like how did you get interested in doing this or like get started it's a funny story um i danced uh ever since i was little my mom put me in dance class what kind of dance uh the first kind i did was ballet and tap and then the classics the classics yeah and i guess i don't remember this but when i was three years old and we were doing the uh performance doing the recital I apparently stopped what I was doing, walked to the end of the stage, and just said, hi, mom, hi, dad, and, like, just was, like, oh waving at God. them, and I'm like, look at me, <laughs> and they adorable. were mortified, and they are like, okay, you're not doing that anymore, and I think I begged them again to, like, please, like, let me do dance, and they were like, are you going to actually dance this time, and I had no recollection of me ever doing that, uh, so I was like, yeah, of course, whatever, so I did dance, and my, uh, I have an older brother, and when he was in second grade and I was in first grade he uh was having trouble like speaking up in class like he was very intelligent and he still is very intelligent (laughs) and um he just was very shy so my parents enrolled him in acting class and because they thought like it would get him to you know be more comfortable around people and stuff and it was great for him and we had like a little bit of a sibling rivalry and we were like he was like I could do dance if I wanted to I was like well I could do acting if I wanted to and we both asked our mom to sign us up for the opposite thing 
And I turned out to love acting and performing, oh and he turned out to love dance. He's oh. a very talented dancer. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, and my sister just does everything. <laughs> <laughs> the little one does everything. That's so crazy. So you've been acting for, like, a long time. Yeah, I studied acting for a, lo- for a while. I mean, how serious can like a six-year-old study acting (laughs) so we were and uh we weren't taking it super seriously like we were doing like plays like Horton Hears a Who and stuff like that and it was cute and then what was great about the uh the studio that I studied with as we got older like we studied more serious things and uh we studied a lot of Stanislavski and we had to do a lot of like grueling exercises and I hated them so much like we had homework for acting class yeah. uh and I remember hating it and now I look back and I'm like oh my god this is this was exactly what I needed like now I wow. actually use some of those stuff for my writing like when I'm developing oh, characters yeah. and stuff what kind of like do you have an example of like I remember we would always get uh this uh, sheet of adjectives, right? And we would get a script and he's like, I want you to mark the script and write uh, different adjectives above each line and you have to say the line performing the type of adjective. And like, it would be Mm. like, oh, you would write happy, right? So you'd have to perform the first line happy and then your next line you have to find like a different, but it wasn't very like common adjectives they were very I remember being in like middle school and I didn't know what half of the words meant. <laughs> oh my god it was very intense and I remember hating that exercise and now like thinking back on it I'm like that was actually really good because like something I just did like a casting director workshop and something that they're always looking for is how you react to things and how mm-hmm. like every line should be performed differently like you shouldn't for you I mean obviously a lot of scripts are very bland yeah but you should find uh, yes. A, yes as we were talking about before especially yeah. roles for women mm-hmm. and you get sides and they're like super bland but like the most important thing is like even if you're pl- playing a funny character say each line differently mm-hmm. like find different adjectives that uh represent a funny person mm-hmm. and like perform each of the lines differently and that shows like your range so things That's like so that we were doing like in middle school yeah and wow. That's um, crazy cool. Like, I remember we took uh, this book. It was called Spin- Spoon River Anthology. And there was all these different monologues about people that had died in this town in Spoon River. And we had to, like, intense. pick a monologue. It was intense. Yeah. Like, pick a monologue and map out an experience that was similar to that monologue. And I picked something where, like, <laughs> this woman whose husband cheated on her and she stayed with him because, like, uh, because uh, they had children or whatever, something like that. And again, I was like a freshman in high school and my teacher was like, so when's a time that you felt similar to this? And I was like, well, there was a girl that was like mean to me and like I had to, <laughs> oh my God. I had to find a way to... <laughs> but yeah. I mean, eventually as I got older, I realized I have different experiences right. that are not like directly related, but like you yeah. can find the different emotions. Yeah, <laughs> so I did a lot of that, so... That was really that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel what like kind of, that's... Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I was um, just curious about the workshop that you went to. Was it for people that are casting directors or was it for acting? Um, it was a casting director workshop. Uh, I would highly recommend uh, these two. Have you guys taken classes with Brooke and Mary in New York? Uh-uh. No. Yeah. What is this? Uh, they are two wonderful, wonderful, wonderful casting directors. Hi, Brooke and Mary. Um, <laughs> hey, and to we're going to come hang out with you. <laughs> I highly recommend their class. They teach a three-week uh, commercial workshop. And then oh, at, cool. the end, uh, at the end of the third class, they invite real commercial casting directors to watch you. And they give you notes. Excellent. And then they do, like, other casting director workshops. 
uh, once you're like on their email list, they'll send you mm, some nice. stuff. So I had a great experience with this casting director who casted a bunch of pilots and stuff. And it was cool because they looked at your headshot. I guess like everybody had taken a class with Brooke and Mary before because they had said that, well, the guy's going to look at your headshot and see what script he had like wants you mm-hmm. to read for him and they never asked me for mine so I'm like oh they probably have it filed away somewhere yeah. and so uh yeah so I got to read uh some sides from a movie that he had casted before and he gave me notes on it and like what was cool was everybody in the class got a different uh got a different movie yeah. or a tv show because like I thought oh, wow. we were gonna sit there and listen to everybody repeat the same uh, thing over yeah. and over again but it was really great and cool. it was like only 10 of us and it was very intimate and nice and the guy gave he wasn't he didn't just sit there and like oh yeah that was good and whatever but he actually like gave great feedback made us do made everyone do it three times made us ask him questions and stuff because he's like you're never going to get this opportunity when you go to a real audition right so yeah. I want you to be as comfortable as possible so yeah highly recommend them yeah for sure that's awesome I'll definitely check it out um I've done a I've done some of the ones that actors connection which mm-hmm. do similar type stuff but um yeah always open to to try new things yeah especially one that's highly recommended yeah (laughs) yeah appreciate it so I've actually like just jumped back into acting so uh for so I did acting ever since I was young and I studied voice and things like that and then when I went to college I was like I think I want to change stuff around I think I I wasn't necessarily sure what I wanted to do I was like I I don't know if I want to study acting I was applying to musical theater programs Mm -hmm. and stuff and I was like but I'm not really sure this is where I want to go I ended up studying communications and I went to Pace okay uh, university downtown uh, and I gotta admit, it wasn't the best experience, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, college fine. Sometimes sucks. Yeah, like, college like... sucks. Also, nobody knows what they want to do when they're 18, and that's why everyone is confused in college. Yeah, and it's like I I'm Being grateful true. that I went to college in the city, and like I had that experience and stuff. Oh yeah. But oh my god, I look like I look back now and I see people that I'm working with in production and how many things they've got to do while in college and I we didn't really do anything like I wrote feminist papers on how I wrote like what was it the lack of uh feminism in Alfred Hitchcock in papers (laughs) like I remember I got a b minus on a paper about bend it like Beckham and I was like are you serious I got a b minus on a paper about bend it like Beckham I'm Indian sorry guys if you didn't know because you can't see me (laughs) like we just wrote a lot of I'd like to return this please (laughs) oh my god we just wrote a lot of papers and stuff we didn't get to touch anything like cameras and studios and stuff and they were like if you want to do that you have to go to the Pleasantville campus in Westchester. What the fuck? And we're like, who the fuck wants to go to Westchester? It's far and you have to take the Metro North. Yeah. What, um, so what got you into production? Um, is that what you wanted to do going into communication or is that what that's you sort where, of found? That, that's what I wanted to do. Um, like when I looked up the major, I was like, yeah, I think I want to study television because I think I want to do it all. Like I mm. do, I want to perform, but I also want to write what I perform and mm. I want to produce it. Like I feel, I felt yeah. like if I was going to pursue acting professionally, I thought the best way to do that was to learn the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up like loving producing and like taking a break from acting. And I was like, I think this is what I want to do. Like I want to work behind the scenes. I want to uh, yeah. uh, produce content. I had a couple internships with Viacom and I worked with Viacom for like a, for about five years. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I ended up working at The Break with Michelle Wolf. I was yeah. a post-producer on that show and it was such a great experience. It was such a great show too. 
Yeah. And that's where I met Aria for a second. Uh, If you watch the very first episode of The Break, you'll see me and Christina. Yes. Who was also on the show in the front row is where we ended up. Uh, So you guys can see us there. I met Aria for a second. She was running around like a mad woman. I felt so bad that I couldn't say (laughs) hi. And I think I said that a hundred times. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't say hi. I'm so sorry. I just want to say hi. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) But it was great. I fucking loved that show. I'm very sad it's gone. (laughs) You know, what are you gonna do? We also love it. What are your thoughts on? I'm just curious because, like, we we talked a little bit about it, and I think that um, just my sort of thought process on it was like, it's. I feel like Netflix is such a hard medium for a talk show because you don't have the consistent the consistency of this is the time it is on every day. This is the you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like. And I feel like especially yeah. with like l- like late night type stuff, like I. Ex- I just really only yeah. want to watch it late night. Topical, you know what I mean? Like topical comedy does not age as well like you, yeah. even just like a few days in our news cycle now like it doesn't like if, even if you watch it a few days later you're like mm. so <laughs> I worked on I it, don't like, do care you, yeah. yeah do you think that contributes to it at all or do you um I mean, what is your I I agree 100% uh I mean I didn't see the numbers so I can't talk statistics wise <laughs> share anything I mean I think my producer saw it I'm not sure uh a lot of stuff was secret I I don't know yeah um I do well I mean going off of that I agree with you because like the most successful talk show right now is John Oliver and he's not topical like he just picks a topic yeah and he's like this is what we're gonna talk about today I think at the top of the show they like wrap up the news but yeah uh, the the second act is just like we're gonna talk about abortion today or we're gonna talk about and uh, now Hasan Minaj's show on Netflix mm -hmm. is like less topical than John Oliver like he just dives right into a subject and it has little to do with the news cycle yeah he makes maybe one joke about what's going on his show yet um it's great you need to watch it it's very fun but uh yeah but i think that makes more sense for netflix absolutely (laughs) and i think that's why his show is one of the more successful yeah uh, and why it got 32 episodes yeah well i uh, yeah i mean i can't speak on behalf of that i i wish we got more but like i think michelle did say something in a gq article where she said uh you know we were kind of doomed to fail because they only gave us 10 episodes like, right 10 episodes finds is themselves not in 10 yeah episodes? it's not yeah. enough time and i recently just watched like the last episode i just like put it on the very last episode and where she like talks about fucking like dead crows crows, crows fucking dead crows <laughs> and then she like did a whole monologue on it and then she sat down and she was like no i'm getting back up and did like another 10 <laughs> minutes on crows fucking dead crows oh, and i was like okay. this is that's the show. They found it in the last episode. I, exactly. They fa- we found it in the last episode, and we were oh, so no. happy, and we were like, I don't know, maybe we'll see each other in two months? I, yeah. I'm not sure. That's so sad. That yeah. joke is great. Like, it is. Because if you hilarious. even look at Fallon or Seth or any of those guys, like, watch the first ten episodes. Yeah, Seth Meyers took, like, two years to yeah. figure it out. And like, I don't know what he's supposed to do in Trump leaves, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's this whole thing, I feel like. Yeah, and they're, like, the late-night staples, unfortunately. No, it's true. I mean, they're wonderful, but... I just think, yeah, I just think that's hard to... Like, a streaming service is a hard medium for that. Mm -hmm. I really... But I personally love talk shows. Like, they're... Mm -hmm. I watch all of them. And, like, if you don't have shows that are like Michelle Wolf or like Hassan or, like, these people, they're not going to come up on your recommended. Yeah, of course. Have you seen um, the, The Busy Tonight Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. So I really, I really like that show. Um, 
I think it's on E, so I think it's kind of the new, like, the replacement of Chelsea lately. Like, they've been looking for something for the last few years, I think. Um, yeah. It's sweet. Uh, it is. it is, But it's it's that, like, I feel like the positive co- comedic yeah. escapism, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I, and that's what I'm drawn to personally. Um, I friggin' love it. I think it's amazing. But it's much, it's way more girly. It, she, like, leans very into girly. Yeah. that. Whereas Chelsea world. was, like, yeah, oh, had to be sort of, like, push push that uh-huh. away she i was, like, really enjoyed yeah. uh chelsea does when she did oh it, my like, god that, that, that docuseries was amazing that's what i feel like. i feel like chelsea is she's very open and like curious and is always just like i don't get this thing and mm-hmm. someone tell me about it like oh interesting i had no idea that's great like and it did translate like, well yeah yeah she like that's great for like a documentary series because mm-hmm. She's just like, yeah, I don't know about this, but she's not like judgmental or anything. Mm-hmm. She's just like, oh, I had no idea that people lived like this or whatever. <laughs> like, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. So, how did you? Um, so, you obviously met people in school and stuff. Like, what would you say if so? If somebody was like interested in doing production but like didn't go to school for it, how would they? How would someone get involved in it or learn more about it? Uh, that's a great question. I. I really think it's about putting yourself out there and not being afraid to because we live in a society where we're so, uh, we get so anxious about likes and wanting to be accepted and like we second guess posts. Everybody does it. We second guess like Instagram posts. Like I had an Instagram story up from last night when I was out with my friends like singing and then I woke up this morning like, oh my God, this is horrible. And I took it down. (laughs) (laughs) But there was no reason to. Like no one's judging. So I, and I say, I bring that up because I do think we are becoming so self-conscious and we get so... Um, meek and quiet especially women like we don't Mm -hmm. we don't talk about the things that we want Mm -hmm. so if somebody who doesn't have experience I think there's definitely somebody you went to high school with or college with that is in that industry Mm -hmm. sit with them and buy them a coffee and like ask them like hey how can I get more involved um PA some web series that your friends are doing especially in New York like everybody's doing stuff right hit up some kids at NYU uh who are doing student films and ask them if they need extra help uh, yeah. that's a good way to do it. Go to networking events. It's everyone's like, oh, networking is a dirty word. No, 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 no. Like the production industry is all about who, who you know. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say on that note, so I, I've done like a little bit of production. I, uh, lived in Nashville for a while, um, like interned at a production company there. And how that started was I was interning at a venue in the city. The director came by, uh, to scout the venue as a location and I just, like, showed him around, sent him some pictures. He was super nice. I sent him an email with some pictures. And just in the email, I was like, do you guys, like, need help on set mm-hmm. or something? And he was like, yeah. Like, come on down. So I, like, went down, worked for free on this shitty Randy Travis <laughs> video. Um, met the production manager, um, who I fucking love. And then hounded her for the next year until they <laughs> gave me an internship for the following summer. <laughs> Yeah. And then like, yeah, but it's like that. Girl. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Um, it's, like yeah. <laughs> people don't get upset. I think people get worried that they're going to get blacklisted or going to get laughed at, but like yeah, production is really just about who you know. Even directors yeah. go don't have work for like 4 or 5 months yeah. after their production's wrap. So they're right. emailing everybody they know for jobs. Yeah. So, I think everyone's emailing 
everyone. And even like then, like after I entered, like I, I still had another year of school. I went back to school, came back to Nashville, and then everyone was just like, just email the PMs mm-hmm. every Monday, <laughs> like just every Monday, send them an email. Hey, do you need anybody? Like, and, and did they use you again? Um, a couple of times, yeah. and then I moved to New York. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, it just takes you know their needs are going to change, but they're gonna when they need somebody, they're going to find the reliable people that keep emailing them. Like, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, you free? Great. Like, I, yeah. I know I don't have to worry about you. So cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was my experience. That's awesome. <laughs> you got to hustle. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's um, all about that. What? Uh, so jumping, I wanted to ask this question, but I want to make sure um, I didn't have anything that was on the same topic. I want to jump to sketch because okay. uh, we haven't talked about we haven't talked to anybody that has done sketch really. We talked to Fred who mm-hmm. does a little bit, but also does like more production, but you've been on sketch teams. Yeah. Are you on one currently? Uh, not right now. Okay. You can <laughs> ask me to leave now. <laughs> she can't what the fuck are you doing here? Right. the only reason why we wanted you here. Um, shit. Well, there's my time, everyone. <laughs> See you later. And no. music starts playing now. Um, no, but yeah. So what, what is that? I, I'm curious what that, is like and and how you yeah came about the, that yeah how the uh, like the classes are structured and stuff like that I feel like I don't know absolutely so um I studied improv at UCB and yeah. uh as I when I was in college too so I was doing I was at school I'd have my internship and then I'd go straight to improv class uh nice yeah it was a lot and then I was on like the school improv team and it was weird because like that teacher was groundlings based and like UCB is very like oh interesting Chicago based so I would do like groundling stuff in class and they're like no 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 no, no, you can't do that here and then I do like herald stuff in oh wow what's 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 different for yeah what's a groundlings thing that feels groundlings is very character based oh very very character that makes so much sense when I think about the people that have come out of groundlings right like Kristen Wiig yeah yeah it's very character based and like they don't mind plot i i'm sure a groundlings person is listening to this right now and like wants to kill me (laughs) because i probably got it wrong (laughs) but from what i remember i think they didn't mind like plotty stuff yeah and then obviously ucb is like beats and game and herald and stuff and like never make anything plotty and like they don't they don't poo-poo characters at UCB, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like yeah, yeah. They want you to play as real and grounded as yeah, possible. Yeah, a hundred percent. Definitely. Like I did most of it at the pit, and they were more like that in the improv classes. I felt like, like grounded, grounded or more UCB stuff. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the people actually that I like my coaches and stuff were all they they were at the pit, but like they had also done UCB, so I felt like it was more that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, yeah. 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 I all the theaters are. Different. They all have their own nuances, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so what else is it like? Sketch. Tell us about Sketch. Oh, yeah, Sketch. That's what we're here for. Uh, so I was doing that, and then I realized I really wanted to write. And uh, it was... Nice. Uh, I took a couple writing classes at school, and that's when I kind of found out that I was like, no, this is... Yeah, I definitely want to write. And I was like, oh, UCB has sketch classes. Perfect. Yeah. Because I think for a while, I was like, I'm going to do SNL. Yeah. And then... Everybody does that. Right. Yeah, like, for a little bit, yeah. <laughs> when I was like a young, spry, 18-year-old <laughs> with dreams, I was like, I'm We don't be. have dreams anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dead inside. No. Uh, so I wanted to learn how to write sketches. I took classes. I, well, I think I only took 101 actually at UCB. Oh, interesting. And, uh, because eventually I felt, well, I'll get into that in a second, but to describe the classes, 
Uh, it's very, very different from improv. It's, hmm. it's a lot drier if you, especially if you're coming from a strong improv background. Like I was when I started sketch, I think I had already gone through like the three improv levels. Okay, so wow. like you know you go in and you have fun and you play with each other and stuff. And so then when you go to sketch class, it's like somebody sitting at the head of the table and they're like, this isn't good, this isn't good, this isn't good. And you're like, <gasps> ah, what? Yeah. I thought everything was good here. Oh. I mean, it's not that intense. Like nobody's like, nobody's like slapping your wrist right. and saying, yeah, never yeah. write again. But like you're getting a lot of notes and it's, uh, there's 12 kids in the class. You have to go through everybody's sketches, but it's great because, and if you do want to do sketch, I highly recommend take improv first. Be- if you're doing at UCB. Oh, I did it right. <laughs> yes. Because then you go through game and you go through yeah, beats and stuff. Yeah, I feel like stuff. that really helped. Like, just because I sort of I sort of knew that about sketch. And mm-hmm. I do want to write and take the sketch classes. Um, but, like, and I, like, I've read plenty of sketches, <laughs> seen other people take the class. Um, and, the, like, I understand the game of it. Mm-hmm. And then I I understood less about the game of improv and like how it's the same. Um, (laughs) But I feel like it's it's helped me be like, okay, like establish your reality. Mm -hmm. And then what's weird about that? Okay, let's heighten it. Like that's the whole thing. So yeah, Yeah, once (laughs) you learn that formula, like sketch at UCB is very easy. It's like you get the cookie cutter and now you got to just like put the dough in exactly yeah i don't even know if that was a good analogy that was a great analogy sounds, yes. yeah great make, great make great. the dough beat the eggs I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. neither of us eat uh-huh. gluten so yeah we can't eat the cookies oh we could just watch them yeah yeah we'll watch them bake and they'll funny be funny cookies. cookies where do you um so what kind of stuff do you like when you're writing sketch like what kind of stuff do you pull like inspiration from like where do you oh definitely just like my dating life uh (laughs) yes that's a great like I think Uh the best sketch I ever wrote was um a it was actually like one of the first ones I wrote and I've used it like so many times and people were just like it's great because it's so relatable I had a friend who I had a huge crush on and he took me to the Highline to watch the sunset and I thought it was a date because like you don't do that that with your friends and for a and, non-date. What yeah, the fuck? and so I just like wrote a sketch about that about a guy who just does like these very romantic things, and the girl <laughs> thinks like he's finally gonna make a move, and he's like, "What? We're best friends." <laughs> I love that. That's very relatable. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> oh my god. And I like to write sketches about like um, social issues, and I mean, I'm a person of color, so I like to write sketches about that. Yeah. A lot of my writing lately has been stuff about that. Like yeah. I have a, a sketch called the white savior and he's a superhero that comes in when nobody asks him to yes <laughs> also relatable oh my god so I love that. things like that it is very hot have you seen room. it is very hot in here i'm so sorry just, you're welcome everyone we'll, i'm sweating we'll take so hard a break in a minute um my cool did you see the um i don't remember if we talked about this last week i feel like maybe we did um the hannah gatsby talking about like like the men that are like weighing in on like the Me Too movement and how she was just like, don't like, you know what I mean? She's like, yes. we don't need men telling us what's yeah. okay. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. they don't get to decide where the line is. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I feel just, like I feel like that was always so like, uh, I was talking about this with like hidden figures where like they're like, is it Tom? Hey, who the fuck is in that movie? 
the the white man that's in charge yeah. like goes in like busts down the like colored side and like saves the day and it's literally just so like white fe- people <laughs> feel like more comfortable with what they're watching yeah that didn't actually happen like most white people were sh- trash <laughs> like did not treat people of color well no and they but they're like oh some someone was good I'm like well no actually nobody was <laughs> that was the problem yeah <laughs> we get white saviors yeah <laughs> So I think anyway. also relatable. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's great. Um, I we can definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll ask this. Um, <laughs> how do you when you're looking to like? So if you, so you write the sketches, right? Like, how do you cast the people in them? How do you find actors for that? Uh, just being in the comedy community. Uh, so when I was on, I was also on a Boogie Manja team mm-hmm. at the Pit. Uh, so I would see a lot of actors performing. I was also an actor as well on. Boogie Manja. Yeah. So, uh, see, like, people on my team I'd cast or friends that I knew that were very talented, sketch actors from UCB. So just, like, being involved in the comedy community made it pretty easy to, like, plug people. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. (laughs) A lot of. I know. That's what everyone says. (laughs) Take the classes. That's how you meet people. Or, I mean, like, stalk people's Instagrams. Like, a lot of comedians, uh post like character reels and stuff like that or they all have websites like look at their website and be like yeah. oh man this person is perfect for a white savior <laughs> hey do you want to do this i always role? knew this was gonna be your starring role <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing cool so so you're doing more acting now doing more acting now um what are your goals with that what are my goals uh right now i actually have a commercial agent and i go going nice. thank you <laughs> yeah Thank you. Uh, So I've been going on commercial auditions and I'm just like kind of having fun with it because I'm not working in production right now. Right now it's like Mm -hmm. a lull. So I'm on, I'm in between jobs. So it's kind of like my thing to do during the day. Like I wake up, (laughs) I get a matcha, I I go to like some weird commercial audition and I go home. (laughs) Is there a weird commercial you can tell us about or... I, Are you signing NDAs? For I'm not sure if you can legally say some I've signed Probably NDAs, not. some you can't. But like, I could give like a generic kind of example for shit where like, uh, let's say I was auditioning for Benadryl. Never mm. been on a Benadryl audition, so I could say this. Okay, great. <laughs> for, let the record yeah. show. Never done a Benadryl audition. Tomorrow your agent's gonna be like, I have an audition for Benadryl. Oh my god. And then I'm like, um, there's a podcast you should probably watch. Like, it's been real. <laughs> um, this, this one's not gonna work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been great. Uh, so, uh, like, I go on an audition for Benadryl, and they give you these sides where they're like, um, and it's the most bland kind of writing. And it's like, oh, man, Kathy oh, has God. been having a lot of allergy issues lately. Fucking and you Kathy. Do, like, see Kathy sitting at her desk at work eating a salad and sneezes. <laughs> and then, like, you uh, then you just have to say, like, what is in Benadryl? And it's like, oh, it's a, an, an, um, antihistamine. Antihistamine mm-hmm. that makes you drowsy. And- <laughs> I have a lot of allergies. <laughs> ah. <laughs> It's antihistamine and makes you drowsy and yada, 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 right? And they're like, okay, now say that, like, funny. I'm like, how do I make antihistamine hysterical? Yeah, mispronounce. You say it like that, yeah. Antihistamine? Antihistamine, right? And then enemy. Just say it. I say antihistamine. But I don't think... Or it's like, I went 
uh, like you do an audition for like acne cream and they're like, okay, make it sexy. I'm like, why is acne sexy? <laughs> oh God. It's so, no, it's, it's the cream that's sexy. Auditions. It's the cream that yeah. makes yeah. you sexy. Yeah. 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 Like maybe I'm sexy now because I have no acne from the cream. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's been a wonderful experience. Like I just have fun, That, but that's like, my attitude about it, why? Yeah, like, you have a lot to have of them, fun with it. Otherwise, you'd just get, like, beaten down in two seconds. Right. Like, like, a lot of them get silly. And a lot of the casting directors know that it's silly, mm. that what they're giving you, which is yeah. great. So yeah. they kind of work with you. You're like, okay. <laughs> it's like, who wrote this copy? You want sexy copy? cream? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you sexy cream. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I was curious. What kind of, uh, what... Uh, this was written better on the question, but uh, yeah. So, what uh, are your biggest like influences in entertainment? Like, what are you what are you drawn to? Um, I'm really drawn to people uh, in the industry that are you talking about like specific people or just yeah. in general? Yeah, specific right. people or uh, let general. us know where you were going with yeah. that. Yeah, it I guess promising. Like, yeah. I I'm drawn to people that create things with substance. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't yeah. like fluff. Um, I don't like actors that got there because they're cute Mm -hmm. and like, there's a lot of male actors that are like that female actors that are like that. I really like people that are creating content with meaning and substance. And I mean, even escapism comedy, like we were talking about before, there is like, there's a difference between fluff and Mm -hmm. there's a difference between like very good yeah. positive yeah, comedy definitely. so like i can't even say escapism comedy is weak or is it yeah. good because there is quality like ellen exactly yeah i was just thinking of when i think about stuff like that like one of her more famous jokes is about um it's like like how she says like i don't need a new iphone i need a chip that can support the weight of my guacamole like <laughs> you know what i mean like it's one of those things that's like that is just that's great everyone great. can yeah. relate to that right. like <laughs> it's not political it's not divisive but it is so goddamn true yeah. you know <laughs> like yeah like i appreciate people that uh make gr- like i think uh somebody right now that's doing amazing work is donald glover i Always. Incredible. Yeah. He's a rapper. He's a writer. He's an actor. And everything he does is, is like, meaty, right? It There's really like, is, yeah. And it's very socially conscious. Mm-hmm. Like, Atlanta is probably the best show that, I, uh, that I've seen in, like, the last two or three years, I think, personally. I have not wow. seen it. I have heard very good things about it. And I keep being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to add that to my list of things to watch. Mm-hmm. And I just, I haven't gotten to it yet. So I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up because I want to see it. I think it's only on Hulu. That's why, too. Like, it's, it's on, not Yeah, because it's like an accessible. FX show or oh, something. Yeah, but it's on Hulu. It's I not Hulu. super easily yeah. accessible. Like, yeah. I don't want... I mean, like, yes, I think it's an important time to speak about your politics because we're not even dealing with politics anymore. We're just dealing with crazy people. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I can't even call uh, Trump a politician or, like, he doesn't have a... Because he doesn't stand up for anything. I mean, that's a topic for another time. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. But um, I like people that if you're going to be political, like you have a clear stance on where you stand and you're making something with substance, you're not uh, saying shit that people have already heard already. Yeah. You know, like John Oliver is a great example of that, right? Uh, I, I keep agree naming with men. That. And I yeah. got in, I want to name some like awesome women. I think it means well, we, need, I, we need more. I would name Michelle Wolf in that category yes, of people yeah, for who sure. like 
brought an entire different twist into late night comedy and mm-hmm. made jokes about crows fucking dead crows <laughs> for 20 minutes. Yeah. And it was great. And she <laughs> is the reason why there's no comedians at White House Correspondents Dinners anymore. Yeah. yeah. That, like, oh my God. <laughs> like you have that title. That's yeah. amazing. I am we so proud of her. watched that Correspondents Dinner. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times. I've like, watched it so many times. We've watched it together. We watched great. it separately. That's We've talked about it and watched comedy it again. That's like, funny. And her show is like, has both political comedy that's great and not political comedy that's mm-hmm. funny. I fucking love it. Well, and did a just, great job of timely stuff too. Like, yeah. even just, I like will forever just like hear and see the joke where she's talking about, um, she's calling Sarah Huckabee Sanders like Aunt Lydia. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like the most like I was just like all of this is so this relevant is and just and she does it to her face, yeah, <laughs> which is even great. better. She's just like, yep, <laughs> like, yeah. it's a roast. That yeah, and it was and it was it wasn't, but it wasn't a roast. You could arguably say it's mean, but I don't. I think it was funny. It was mm-hmm. witty and well written, and yeah, it, it was wasn't so well mean written to, that people didn't get it. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't, she wasn't mean like to be you're mean. ugly it was and mean you're to... this. Like she yeah. had jokes with substance. I just yeah. thought of a, a woman that I uh, I can't believe I just thought of a woman. Put her in there. <laughs> That's so oh my god. I had to rack my brain oh and then. Oh my it god. Came. I am a Wait, disgrace. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> I just thought of a woman. Okay. I am a disgrace to my kind. Uh Gina Rodriguez. Love her. And Rachel Bloom. Both yeah, yeah. Love like, Rachel really Bloom. Inspired, oh especially god. Rachel, because she's a UCB great. person too. I was gonna say she yeah. is. Oh. And she builds an incredible... I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Everyone should watch it. I know you don't like musicals, Tefa, but it's still... Not super into them now, a but... fucking delight. I know. Show. I need to watch it. You will like it, especially if you... I feel like people that don't like musicals really like this because it's an anti-musical. Mm. Like, all the songs are all, like, parody songs. Like, right. There's yeah. a song about period sex, like... Yeah, well, I don't, don't hate all that? musicals. Yeah, that, I mean, sign me up. Um, I don't hate all musicals. I just hate... Like, I get very um, pulled, like, I like to get lost in the reality of, uh, like, a world that's created for, in a show, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I love to just kind of, like, get lost in that and be really in it. And Good Place is such a great example of that. I get to be in, you know, heaven or hell or whatever they're in today. And um, I think that with so many musicals, I'm like, this is great. Everything's going well. And then they're just like, let's sing about dinner. And I'm yeah. like, and you lost me. Like, I just like, I'm not in this world let's anymore. sing about dinner. <laughs> I just, I yeah. can't, I can't, I like, but the shows that I do like, I love, um, like Empire and I loved mm-hmm. um, like Nashville, like shows where they were singing and there was a substantial emphasis on music, uh-huh. but it there wasn't. Was a reason for them to be singing. Right. Because it, they were singers. It was a real, right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, I could buy into like, oh, they're just going to, they're going to sing a right. song now because they're singers songwriters. Like that's, that's what they do. And that's fair. Yeah. But like, if it's just it, like, you're just doing normal activities and everything breaks out into dance and song. I'm yeah. like, this isn't real for me anymore. One and thing I'm I like about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend though is like, it's a satire of a musical. Yeah. And like, I think yeah. there are times where it does, like all the songs move the plot. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, for, or except, they're so funny. They don't have yeah. to move the Like the zoo. I think, uh, I go to the zoo. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. It was, didn't, add anything to the plot but still a banger so great so if you're interested try it i'll get i'll try anything once (laughs) 
Except for skydiving. I don't see any reason to jump out yeah. of a perfectly good okay. plane. Cool. There's no reason for <laughs> that. If you haven't that. watched Jane the Virgin either, highly recommend. Oh my god, I I love Jane the Virgin. <laughs> I also mildly love telenovelas, but oh. <laughs> so I love that there's like a... Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that it's a, a satire of, of yeah. a telenovela. It's and a it's, love triangle ugh. with a murder at the center of yeah, it. <laughs> it's amazing. And I love the, um, I don't want to say documentary style because it's not, but like the, the narrative yes, style the nar- that they do yeah. where they're narrating yeah. like every episode. I just, mm-hmm. it's so well written and well done. Mm-hmm. And the cast yeah. is all just amazing. Yeah. Um, so good. It's such a good show. I 100% agree. I follow all of them on Instagram. And um, <laughs> where it counts. Thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't, I got, I got scared. I don't know why. Um, and, and so, yeah, I don't know where I was going because I got real lost. No, cool. because who doesn't get lost in Jane the Virgin? I, it's, it's definitely, that's it's what I mean. It's hard not to. And that's one of those shows that's not, it's not super realistic. It's not, I mean, it is like stuff is plausible that could happen, but like it's it's also very heightened, and mm-hmm. you're like this is very ridiculous. But like I can also, but enough that I can buy into it. That's this world, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I love it. I think it's a great show. Um, my other question for you is one I want to really ask before we, because um, I know we're running well on time. Um, yeah. What? Uh, when did you like realize you were funny? When did I realize yeah. I was funny? I don't know. <laughs> Am I funny? Okay. You I think are. you're hilarious. I've been laughing at you a lot. <laughs> with you, with you. We were laughing. With laughing you. at you <laughs> this entire time. When did you realize your face was funny? Um, I don't know. I think it's like a natural thing. I think, huh. I guess when I was younger, I moved to a new town. And I remember I was always like a chatty person, but I was always with people that I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So then when I moved somewhere else, it was like, it wasn't hard to make friends, but it was scary. Yeah. So what I'd rely a lot on is comedy. And it sounds, it's like, this is really going to show my age and how millennial I am. <laughs> is like, I remember at lunchtime in like fifth grade when I'd like try to make friends, I'd like quote SpongeBob and like the Amanda show and all of this stuff. I fucking love the Amanda show. <laughs> yeah. Same. Well, I love that she's making a comeback. Like, we could do Guys, a whole podcast back. episode about her comeback. Oh, my God, seriously. She's back. Have you seen any of her new stuff yet? No, I just read the article. I read that, yeah. I read that she's coming back, but I'm interested to see. Yeah. I don't know that she's done anything except the article. Yeah. Okay. Guys, I'm excited for it. <laughs> I, I'm here for Amanda. I'm here for the Amanda Show generation, and we will buy into it. Listen, people sang the Amanda Show theme song at me for all of elementary oh my school. God. Just all the time. So one kid called me upbringing. Amanda Bynes and thought I was really funny. And I was yeah. like, that's barely that's, a joke. <laughs> but that's the best compliment. I mean, I know you want to be your own Amanda, but I feel like in fifth grade, that's like the best It was best great compliment. to have like somebody who was like, and she was great. She yeah. was so great. And then she, she sort of let us down, but she's coming back and it's going to be fine. Well, she, was just, she was going are, through some shit, so we'll give her a The good name of Amanda is coming back. It's like people put so much weight on her shoulders because she was quote unquote the good yeah. teen celebrity. So and that got a lot in her head. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, Amanda Bynes like helped me get friends because <laughs> I was great. like, if I, I don't Thanks, know, maybe Amanda. I'll just be She's the funny listening. one and I would just do stupid things like that. And, Aww. um, I mean, again, I took acting class, and, like, the be- the the scenes I loved doing most were, like, the comedy ones, and I felt like that was my strength, yeah. was yeah. comedy more than it was drama. So, yeah, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. I love it all. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Um, no, I think we got to wrap it up. Yeah, Aria, any uh, parting words before we play a game? Advice? Um, no pressure. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, stay hydrated, everybody. <laughs> that's uh, great advice. 
keep. Does wine hydrate me? Because we've had I mean, a lot of wine. Yeah, I mean, there's it's I've a liquid. More. There's like water in it, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Sorry. Right here. Yeah. yeah. There's grapes. There's grapes. grapes. Are healthy. That's great. That's yeah. fruit. That's great. Uh, what else? Uh, turn your phones off every once in a while. Try mm. not to look at the news every day because it sucks. Cool. Right. Uh, don't take life too seriously. I love it. Love it. Great. Perfect. Thanks, Aria. We bye, are going to be Oh, back. no, not bye. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to take a break. And we'll be back with a game. Yay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, so you need your taxes done? Well, we got you at Stoner Accountants. We don't know, like, all the intricacies of, like, new tax law, but, like, we can read directions real good. Yeah, dude. TurboTax makes it, like, super easy. I mean, um, we don't use TurboTax and charge you double. We're the real deal. Want proof? Uh, Yeah, we'll tell you all the stuff you don't know about taxes like uh did you know that new tax law it means that um that uh, dude what does it mean what does what mean the new tax law oh damn i totally forgot what i was saying uh, <laughs> let me uh google real quick anyway at stoner accountants we're here to serve you We literally have so much time because we don't usually know what day it is. Life's a trip, you know? We can get you all the deductions you need to get, like, a killer refund, man. Like, did you know that you don't even have to claim the money you made from dealing weed? What a win. Dude, time really is a construct. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Oh, if you need even further proof that Stoner Accountants was the right place for you, just look at Tax Day. It falls on 420 every year. Wait, man. Google says that Tax Day is 415. That's, like, not the same. (laughs) Oh, shit. A lot of people are gonna get fined. So come get your taxes done by Stoner Accountants. We're not really sure about how much it'll cost you, but we'll let you know later. Yeah, and we don't have a website, uh, but you can just hit up our dealer. Yeah, call 555-845-9969. I just saw that. It's a 6-9 at the end. (laughs) That's hilarious, man. It's a Chinese restaurant, but if you say the keyword stoner taxes, they'll put you on the phone with our dealer. (laughs) <laughs> we don't and we don't know his name but he's a trustworthy guy he took the cpa exam for me oh no way what a trip and we're back tefa uh, sorry, I was on Instagram. <laughs> What's up? What? Who were you stalking on Instagram? <laughs> I wasn't even stalking. My my roommates and I have a group Instagram chat, and yeah. I was catching. Oh. What's the best meme in that chat? Um, I don't know. They're weird. The, the last ones are weird. <laughs> None of them are good. Aw. Okay. My roommate did send one, though, earlier. It was about, um, it, I think it's one from, like, Feminist or something, but it's, like, um... This girl posted something that's like eating alone 
in a restaurant is like a new level of loneliness or something. And then this guy was like, or a new level of confidence. <laughs> like, and I was yeah. just like, well, yeah, I was telling, yeah. And I was talking to my roommate about it the other day. I was like, she was just like, oh, I hate like eating alone in restaurants. I was like, it's kind of my favorite I thing. don't give a I shit. Love it. I, I love it so much. I think it's a New much. York thing. I think because we're bit, so yeah. independent, like it's socially acceptable to eat alone. But I feel like in other states, people are like, oh my God, why would you yeah. go somewhere and eat alone? Yeah. I feel like I don't give I don't a know. shit. Yeah. I'll go, like, I'll go I'll sit at a bar, eat, here. eat some food. I literally, <laughs> um, so, so I was like getting tested for celiacs. I had to eat gluten like every day. Oh my and God. so I made a spreadsheet. I was like, I'm hitting all the things, right? I'm going to eat all the stuff. And I like, one of the last things on my list was pig and cow, which is a great Filipino yeah. <laughs> place, um, in like the East village. And they have great noodles it's chili upon me and I went by myself it was before Tefa's birthday and I went by myself sat at the bar ate the best noodles of my fucking life and then went to your birthday party and I was like this is this is great I didn't I didn't feel weird about it for a second it was the best day that sounds like a wonderful but then did was the aftermath horrible uh at that point I had been eating it for so long it sort of like settled a little bit. Okay. I don't know. It was fine. Um, can't eat it anymore. That but. sounds amazing. It's like Amanda's gluten tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should post that. It was great. <laughs> I had a full spreadsheet. I was like, I'm getting all the burgers, all the pizza, all the pasta, everything, pancakes, everything. It was great. Um, anyway, we're going to play a game. Yeah. Um, Woo! I'm, I'm actually going I, uh, to my phone for the timer now. Okay, promise. cool. That's what uh, I opened it for, and I got distracted by the notification. I see. Um, so I made up this game. We'll see if it's good. So we're going to tell a story line by line. Um, but every 30 seconds, we have to draw from the pineapple cup, as, uh, as we, we do. usually do. Um, and uh, whoever draws will be given, like some task for their next sentence Mm -hmm. um so without further ado hopefully it gets weird uh let's do this before we start so if we're so we should go line by line like in order Mm -hmm. but then we should also probably draw in In order order. okay so can i go first yeah cool all right (laughs) well are you ready are you yeah to start now i'm gonna start the timer all right All right. Uh, There once was a princess in a faraway land. This princess was named Amanda. Her last name was Bynes. (laughs) And Amanda Bynes uh, (laughs) um, loved dragons. There was one dragon that she loved particularly particularly (laughs) the most, and her name was Taffa. Draw. I don't know. Whoever. Yeah, go first. Okay, I guess I'll, I'll start the drawing. Yeah. <laughs> the dragon uh, also had a friend named Aria. And uh, the two dragons and Amanda Bynes would go on incredible adventures together. To be clear, the dragon's name is Teppa? There's two dragons. There's two dragons. One Tapa, The first Tapa, and then the new one's Arya. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. I was just following along. Um, and they would go on adventures together. Their favorite place to adventure was um, the Great Forest. And now it's my turn to draw. What did your thing say? 
Introduce a new character. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do I say what it is? Um. Okay. So this is start my sentence with a letter L. <laughs> so do that. Okay. Uh. Uh. Last week they um discovered a new friend in the forest. Their new friend told them that it would be fun if they could rob. Uh, that they should all rob a bank. <laughs> Uh, so they found a bank, uh, in the city town and made a plan to, uh, take all the money and gold out of the vault. Draw. Draw. Oh, I guess I say a line and then you will use that after? Mm, I don't know. Okay. So then they go to the city town and they, um, grab their dragons. So Amanda Bynes and her dragons decide to form a girl squad. And they're going to stage a heist at the Citibank town. And the song playing in the background while they <laughs> while they walk in slow motion with their gear to rob the bank uh-huh. is Oh my uh Run This Town by Rihanna and Jay-Z. <laughs> I almost forgot the name. <laughs> so Run This Town is playing on the boombox, they got it over their shoulders. They're walking into the bank like like gangsters yeah. from the 1940s. And those gangsters were pimped. Oh. So they become pimps? Is that what's happening? Are they pimped out gangsters? They're pimped out. <laughs> They're pimped out. They got the best bling on. <laughs> So got pimped Rihanna in the and sense of the style, not in the sense of pimping. Right, to be clear. Okay. Um, so they were the the, the pimped-out gangsters uh, had a West Side Story-style si- confrontation with the girl squad of dragons and Amanda Bynes. <laughs> so now there's two groups? <laughs> yep. Uh, apparently. Okay. So the uh, pimp gang and the mystical creature gang have a dance off. <laughs> yes. Uh, to figure out. Oh, draw. Is this me drawing? Yeah. Oh. It's your turn to draw. Oh, it is? Yeah. I thought I just went. Sorry. Oh, well. You can go. Sorry. I'll do it next. And Amanda Bynes, Princess Amanda Bynes, is very anxious because she hasn't danced in 20 years because a witch put a curse on her oh amanda is concerned that if she tries to dance the witch will come back and curse her whole family mm-hmm. and the curse um turned her best friends into dragons 20 years ago Ooh, the plot thickens <laughs> um oh and her best friends um, that were turned into dragons are also princesses. Whoa. <laughs> they were princesses before, but then a witch put a curse right. on Princess Amanda Bynes. Uh-huh. Um, and so she ta- so Amanda- Princess Amanda Bynes reminds her friends that they can't get involved in this dance-off because uh, the curse might... Uh, be they might be affected by the curse and worse things might happen. Right, yeah. So then they back down from the dance. <laughs> you gotta draw. 
They back down from the dance off. But then uh <laughs> all of a sudden the the dragon's uh friend, the dinosaur, um swoops in mm-hmm. and dances the best dance and wins the dance off. Um, Queen Elizabeth was the name of the dragon that won the dance off. <laughs> and um, he won with a very uh, traditional British style dance, the foxtrot. Yes, yes. So the uh, so the mystical creature gang won the dance off in honor uh, because Queen Elizabeth was dancing for them. And they got to, they were allowed to rob the bank. And the money that they, <laughs> go ahead. And that's how you rob banks. It's whoever's turn to draw it is. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then I will say that they, um, they used that money to pay off the witch who was pleased with this offering. Do I read that? Mm-hmm. Oh. This is my turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they danced for the witch, you said? They they gave all the money from the bank to the witch they, to please her. To please her so she could rid the curse. Mm-hmm. So they were robbing the bank for a good reason. Right. Um, and the witch accepted their offer and said that you learned uh, teamwork. <laughs> and you learned a lot today about teamwork and <laughs> sacrifice. So, and that's what I wanted all along for you, Princess Amanda Bynes. So now <laughs> the <game>? curse <laughs> now the curse has been removed. But then when uh the witch removed the curse, uh she accidentally switched uh the two dragons' bodies, so then they were not in their own bodies. Ooh. Oh no. So Arya and Tefa are each other. They are. They freaky Friday'd. They did. Not in Amanda Bynes movie. <laughs> No. <laughs> but then the white savior came in. <laughs> and uh, he solved everything for everyone because he was white and on a horse and <laughs> knew how to Freaky Friday them back. And then Amanda Bynes, Princess Amanda Bynes, married the white savior and became Queen Amanda Bynes. And this was also created by the people who made Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> Dot stars as Amanda Bynes, the princess. We did it! Woo! I feel like that was a very, um, uh, it, like, also very, very girly, like, ooh, like little girls. Like, I feel like we were at like a sleepover yeah. party yeah. and we were like seven and we were like, how could we, we have <laughs> witches and princesses. <laughs> Yeah. Great job, everyone. Well, Teamwork. I the new game was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting as the word. I mean, I think we'll we got a coherent story. Yeah, I think it came around and, and, we and ended in a, in a great spot. So, um, yeah. And that was our episode. So, um, <laughs> thanks for listening to that fun game. The game. You know, what do I have a name for it? Yeah. Whatever. yeah. <laughs> 
We'll call it tell a story, make up some rules. <laughs> Perfect. It's a real catchy title. Um, yeah, so with that, uh, we want to say thank you again to Aria for joining us and yes, for participating. Thank you. thank you guys for having me. It felt like a party. Yeah. It didn't feel... Oh, that's Seriously, great. you guys do such a great job. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, thanks, thank you. Aria. It means a lot. Um, um, Aria, what, uh, do you want to plug anything? What do you got? Sure. Social media, whatever. How can people find you yeah. and your brilliant work? Oh, wow. Uh, or your weird lot. tweets, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to watch me have a live existential crisis, you can follow me on Instagram at Aria Govil, A-R-Y-A-G-O-V-I-L. And no, I wasn't named after the girl on Game of Thrones. I never watched the show. Don't mention that to me. It's very annoying. <laughs> you were named after her. I've never seen it, so I didn't have to ask you Thank that. God. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that you have not seen it. <laughs> I have not. Oh, my God. How could and you then... be named after her? The show is much somebody, younger than you. Somebody literally asked me that. Were you somebody named after Somebody or multiple people. Has this happened more than once? So people are like, oh, do you watch Game of Thrones? And I was like, no, I don't watch Game of Thrones. And they're like, oh, because there's a character named after you. Or, like, there's a character like, in the same name as you. But then one time, I was at Bear Burger. <laughs> This is a story. Sorry that this whole plugging thing turned into a story. Uh, I was at Bear Burger picking up a burger at like seven at night. I'm in my sweats and I get the guy asked me my name and I said Arya and he was like, oh, like Game of Thrones. And I was like, I don't know. I never watched it, whatever. And he was like, did your parents name you after Game of Thrones? And I was like, no. Yes, I am four years old. (laughs) Yeah. And the girl at the counter, like, slapped him on the head. And she's like, how old do you think she is? I'm like, yeah, I know I look young, but come on. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, there were books that came out before the series. Not 30 (laughs) years before the series. I was like, again, how old do you think I am? Oh, my God. Well, people are idiots if we've learned anything. Social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Aria Goville. Maybe you'll find some things funny. Maybe you'll, maybe you won't. But check it out. (laughs) I found some things funny on there. Thank you. Yeah. You're hilarious. Great. Yeah. Uh, If you want to check me out, you can find me uh, at Teffa Trending, T-E-F-F-A, Trending, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm doing it now. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks. Uh, and uh, you can follow me at Amanda Krebs, K-R-E-B-S. And uh, don't forget to follow What's the Point Pod on Instagram, What's the Point PC on Twitter. Um, and Subscribe. Yeah, like and subscribe. And, uh, and comment and tell us what you think. We love you guys. And rate and review and more buzz words like that <laughs> um <laughs> synergy <laughs> perfect <laughs> have a great week